1: Welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast edition. I'm your host for tonight. Justin As the Thunder beat beat. Yes, I said beat the Memphis Grizzlies 115 to 109. Before we dive into this improbable Thunder victory, I want to let you know that we are proudly part of the Blue Wire podcast network and dailythunder.com. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. This is a game in which Oklahoma City came in massively shorthanded. No Shea Gilgis Alexander, no Josh Giddey, in addition to no Basley, no Chet Holmgren, no JRE, etc., etc. against the Memphis Grizzlies, the number one team in the Western Conference on a league-leading seven-game winning streak. And OKC basically boat races them. For most of the game, Memphis made it close late, but Oklahoma city handily defeats the Memphis Grizzlies five big takeaways from this one tonight, though. I could probably do 25 on what was a a pretty, like I said, improbable victory for the thunder five takeaways. Number one, no SGA, no giddy, no problem. Number two, Dort on the court. Number three, Joe, my God. Number four, Broccoli Trey. And number five, Dub Misstep. Before we break those down, let's give you a general game overview. Like I said, this is a game, and uh, when I heard who was not playing, I was fully expecting to cover a blowout. Just not the way uh, I thought it was going to go. Oklahoma City came out hot, stayed hot and kept this thing in hand for pretty much the entirety of the game. Oklahoma City outscores Memphis 25 to 21 in the first before exploding in the second quarter. 39 to 22. Outscoring Memphis by 17 in the second quarter. Oklahoma City does that after holding Memphis to just 21 points in the first, 22 in the second. This is the one of the best scoring teams in the NBA. Um, Nick Gallo actually tweeted tonight. In addition to that, the Grizzlies came into this one in the top four in first quarter scoring and point differential. So the fact that Thunder came out so hot and held Memphis to 21 points and then replicated that in the second quarter with 22 points, a very, very impressive start for the Thunder defense. That said, Memphis didn't do themselves any favors. Um, the shooting was poor. To to put it lightly, Memphis did not shoot the ball well tonight. They got some of their numbers up at the end there, but 12 of 45 from behind the arc and 37% from the floor overall for Memphis. That's not going to get it done most nights. And that was a a obvious big story of the game. The other big story of the game that I'd be remiss to not mention when we're going through the game rematch recap is uh jaw morant got ejected in the second quarter and piecing together what i could from twitter and from people that were at the game um strange situation grizzlies were getting whooped jaw had just gotten a technical when he starts talking to a fan courtside a grizzlies fan at that the grizzlies fan was trying to fire jaw up um, trying to motivate him. Let's get this thing going. And Jaw said something to the effect of, yeah, I'm going to get it going if the refs will give me a call. Uh, the ref took exception to that and sent him home early. It seems a wee bit soft. The leash was a wee bit short. Uh, I feel for Memphis fans. I think their their disdain is justified in this situation. I think, you know, Memphis like I said they they made this thing close in the second half. Does this final result look different had Ja Morant gotten to play the second half? There's a good chance, but at the time, at the time the Thunder were up by 20. So it's hard hard to say, you know, for sure whether the tide would have changed because when Ja did play, Oklahoma City was handling them very well. Still disappointing. Um, I think you you always want to see the Stars play. Granted, Oklahoma City came into this one without their Stars, but it, it's tough. Uh, tough scene in Oklahoma City for John Morant. Absolutely. But like I said, as this game went on, um, Memphis started hitting more shots in the second half. Oklahoma City got a little bit more sloppy, which is to be expected given the depth of the lineup Oklahoma City was forced to play tonight. But overall, a very, very, very solid victory for OKC to snap their losing streak and snap Memphis's winning streak. Uh, Oklahoma City had to rely on contributions from many, many players, which leads us to our big takeaway. Number one, no SGA, no Giddy, no problem. You may recall approximately one year ago, a very similar situation transpired. No SGA. No, Josh Giddy. Oklahoma City plays Memphis, and something may have happened uh, that may have currently reside in the history books. Oklahoma City loses by seventy-three points. So we've seen this movie before. I had mentally prepared myself for that coming into tonight. I got some encouraging words from my boy JD Silva, who had to cover that game. Uh, he said Godspeed before the game started. And that's kind of what I thought we were potentially in for. However, tonight could not have been more different. Oklahoma city receives contributions from pretty much everybody that touched the floor tonight. Six guys tonight with 10 or more points, which is the 10th time that's happened this season for Oklahoma city. The depth was on full display. Oklahoma city plays 11 guys tonight um, uh, a strong use of the full thunder bench. You have lots of minute distribution. The, the least minutes played was Muscala at 11. You had Jay will at 15 Trey man at 18. Lindy waters at 18. Uh, and then Aaron Wiggins at 21 before you have, you know, some of the, the higher minute players, a really, really solid distribution of scoring ball movement. Uh, sharing the load offensively. You you have a couple guys standing out in the box who are, but it's really, really evenly distributed. And I think that's what Oklahoma City needed in order to get this win tonight. Without your stars, without Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's been playing at an all-star, if not MVP level, Oklahoma City needed everybody. And they got a contribution from pretty much everybody that touched the floor tonight in one way or another. Nobody, more so, then Lou Dort, which takes us to point number two. You've heard of Elf on the Shelf. How about Dort on the court? Lou Dort tonight, 24 points in 31 minutes, eight of 14 shooting, three of four from behind the arc, five of eight from the free throw line, seven boards, four assists, one steal. It was Lou Dort doing what Lou Dort does. Lou Dort uh, really doing everything. The defense was solid. As you come to expect every night with Lou, the offense was there. He came out hot scoring. It was like seven of the first nine. I believe it was for OKC tonight. Right from the get go, he's setting the tone without Shay, without Giddy, uh, without Baisley, without JRE, all those guys. Somebody has to step up and Lou Dort came out from the get go and said it me like I'm, I'm taking this one. And he set the tone, and he carried it all the way through the game. Uh, The game's leading scorer tonight for OKC, uh, second only in the entire game to Dylan Brooks on the Grizzlies with 32. A really impressive showing from Lou. His aggressiveness is great. Uh, The three-point shooting, three of four from Lou, you love to see it. (laughs) That's fantastic compared to a lot of like three of sevens, three of eights that you often get from Lou. Three of four is incredible. The aggressiveness, like I said, was on display. He was driving the basket. He had a couple wild drives in the first half. I tweeted about it from the account tonight. Um, One where it felt like he just timed his steps wrong and tried to do an up and under and threw the ball about 15 feet off the backboard. Um, Reminded me of watching like high school junior varsity kids try to do layup lines or something like that. Like it was just not pretty, but that was an outlier for Lou tonight. That was an outlier. He plays a really great game. Um, and he spoke a little bit about it post-game on, on on the floor with Nick Gallo afterwards. Really just speaking about, like, you know, we all needed to step up. We all needed to, to bring it. And he felt that responsibility. And, and we got to see that on full display. Really great game from Lou Dort. Next up, takeaway number three, Joe, my God. Isaiah Joe, in his first career start, or at least first start with the Thunder, he sets a career high, which is what I meant to say. New career high for Isaiah Joe. 23 points in scoring. 26 minutes. 7 of 12 from the floor. 5 of 8 from behind the arc. 4 of 5 from the stripe. 3 boards and 1 steal. And what a, what a steal it was. My guy cut across the lane and just swallowed up a pass in midair. Isaiah Joe is a walking bucket. Uh I got to watch him in person in the American Airlines Center play the Mavs which seems like his favorite arena. The dude can't miss. He's looking like an incredibly impressive kind of late off-season pickup for OKC. I know there was a little bit I forget the guy's name now, but a former front office executive of the Sixers who's now with the Thunder feels like he probably played a part in this, right? Like he kind of gets this move through. I think it was like the first thing that happened after he joined the Thunder. He had something in Isaiah Joe and he clearly wanted it on the Thunder and he got it. And it, it's been really fun to watch. Isaiah Joe, every time he shoots it, you expect to see the ball go in the basket and having somebody on the team that you you can have that expectation from. Like who's the last Thunder player you felt that way about? Uh, it's tough to say. Uh, the Thunder have not had a history of great shooters, but Isaiah Joe is shaping up and really kind of showcasing all that he can do, and it's incredibly impressive. If he can continue to do this and do it consistently, like he has over the last few games, if he can do that a very long period of time, it's it's hard to deny that this kid's going to have a role on this team and a significant role on this team because he opens things up so much by commanding attention. I loved what he brought on the defensive end tonight, too. Everybody was locked in defensively, and they had to be. Um, and it was a really successful outing on both ends of the floor tonight from Isaiah Joe. I think that it's it's super encouraging to watch this play from him, but it also, you know, creates some questions. it It creates questions moving forward specifically when you think about how he fits alongside somebody else on this roster, which takes us to point number four. Broccoli tray. Trey. Trey man tonight did not check into the game for quite some time. Uh Trey Mann, I'm trying to find the tweet about it. Uh Trey Mann came in after Lindy Waters. He came in after uh Kinrich. I can't find the tweet. Forgive me. But he was like, I think the ninth or tenth player into the game. He struggled. Trey Mann has struggled. Tonight, he looked great. He played really well tonight when he did finally check into the game. He was a big part of the burst in the second quarter that got the Thunder that big lead in this game. Trey Mann tonight, 11 points, 4 of 10 from the floor, 2 of 6 from behind the arc, 6 boards, 1 assist, 1 steal. He looked more comfortable. Um, He was creating space two of six from behind the arc but a lot of the others were like halfway in and went out he looked he looked more natural and looked more like the Trey man that I think we expected to see but it's tough right you compare that outing to what I just talked about with Isaiah Joe and it's a tough comparison it's tough to justify giving Trey more minutes over Isaiah Joe, when the performance looks like it is and looks like it has over the last few weeks. post game, Dagnault revealed that Trey man's gonna go spend some time with the OKC blue. And once again, uh, shout out my guy Silva, who who kind of mentioned this as a possibility earlier in the week of, hey, maybe this is what Trey needs to kind of get right. And it sounds like that's the goal. It's something they were planning to do before tonight's game according to Dagnall in the post-game interview. Trey's going to go spend some time with the blue. Last year, after Trey spent time with the blue, he came back white hot. I don't think that this is a a negative. Um, I don't think the Thunder views sending somebody to the blue as like a demotion or a punishment or a penalty or anything like that. But I think it's clear Trey's rhythm is not there. Trey's outputs are not matching his potential this season. He's shooting 28.6% from behind the arc over the last 10 games. He's shooting 20.5% from behind the arc. Not good numbers from somebody that can be a dead eye shooter. We saw it for a good chunk of last season. It has not come through this season. It has not translated. Maybe a stint in the G league gets him that confidence back gives, gives him an opportunity to run more of an offense, to have more of that scoring responsibility, to take more of that emphasis, which he's not getting now, especially with the emergence of Isaiah Joe. You think about Trey man right now, you have Shea playing at a supernova level. You have Josh Giddy playing really well. Lou Dort playing well, J dubs stepping up. Isaiah Joe coming in out of nowhere, Trey Mann's trying to find a spot on this team, trying to carve out a role. And I think it's been a tougher go than most of us expected, myself included. I was really optimistic about Trey Mann coming into this season. And it, if you listened to last Saturday's, Saturday's game that I covered, spoke a bit about it then. Uh, this week has not been great for Trey, man. I think this opportunity with the blue will be a chance to kind of reset some things. I, I, I'm i hopeful that, you know, we can see some growth from Trey, get, get to see some of those opportunities like we saw late last season when OKC was pulling the tank levers where Trey got to kind of go out and be the dude that can get your confidence up. And so hopefully that's what this G League stint does for Trey, man, moving
0: forward. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Last but not least, our, our fifth takeaway for the evening, dub misstep. This is a bad pun, and I'm sorry. J Dub tonight, thirty minutes, o of eight shooting, o of two from behind the arc, one of two from the free throw stripe for one point, two boards, six assists, and one steal. J Dub had a rough go. uh Not not the greatest game from J Dub, which is surprising. I I felt like this could have been an opportunity coming into tonight, given the lineup changes, given the the players that were out. This could have been an opportunity for J Dub to fill it up a little bit he still brought some things to the defensive end his one of his blocks or since he has zero blocks but i swear he had a block in the first half his defensive plays were there uh regardless of whether or not he actually had a block uh his defensive plays were there he still brings a lot to the table when he plays but tonight just couldn't get it done scoring wise on a night where a lot of different guys filled it up in a lot of different ways It was a little disappointing. Um, He's a rookie. Ups and downs happen. Not the end of the world. But I think I I expected to see more out of J-Dub tonight, given the opportunity that lay there. And I think other guys on this team took that opportunity. Isaiah Joe, probably first and foremost. But looking at the rest of the box score, you had Aaron Wiggins tonight, 14 points in 21 minutes. Kenny Hustle, 11 points in his 32 minutes. You even had Poku, uh, who played a fair amount of point guard, which is insane. You have Shea and Giddy not playing. Poku brought the ball up a lot. He gets nine points tonight with four assists and six boards. I think you had really solid contributions from a lot of guys. I would have liked to see J Dub make a little bit more out of his tonight, um, but that's okay. Speaking of, of Jalen Williams, however, the other Jalen Williams, J-Will, hit his first career three-pointer tonight. Jay will had seven points in 15 minutes, three of four shooting, including one of two from behind the arc, four boards, two assists, and one steal. Um, people that were in the arena noted that after he hit that three, a little bit of a, a whoop, whoopig suey chant broke out in the Paycom Center, which is fun, supporting uh, the former Razorback Jalen Williams. Who else have we not talked about? Um, Lindy Waters tonight, six points on two of two from behind the arc. Came in, cooked it up, and went back to the bench. Just kind of gave in and gave that scoring burst, which we've come to expect from Lindy Waters. Oh, the last thing I should probably hit on, Eugene O'Marui, the two-way player, started tonight for the Thunder. He plays 16 minutes, seven points, uh, two of nine shooting, six boards, two assists, and one steal. I think you hear it as I go through all of these box scores for players. Guys were filling it up all over. It may not have been scoring for everybody, but rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. This team was working in every facet of the game tonight. And that's a big reason why they come out with the victory. You look at some of the hustle stats. Memphis is an incredibly good rebounding team. They've got Steven Adams for crying out loud. In addition to Triple J, Oklahoma City does not have a center. They went even with Memphis in rebounds tonight, fifty-three apiece. They outassist Memphis twenty-nine to fifteen. They outsteal them seven to five. Um, points in the paint were pretty even again, which I think is a, a very positive feat for this team. Thirty-four points in the paint for OKC compared to thirty-eight for Memphis. It just goes to show the way this team despite being shorthanded, despite not having their full roster and their MVP quality star in Shea Gilgis, Alexander, they gritted and grinded their way to a win over the Memphis Grizzlies in probably one of the most impressive, uh, improbable victories of the season for Oklahoma City. You love to see it. uh, A nice nice bump in momentum for this team moving forward, especially coming off that losing streak. You know, uh, it always cracks me up the dms or messages or ats we get on twitter from thunder fans like it can be very reactionary we had a dm today that was talking about how dort feels like an overpay and then he comes out tonight and leads the team in all facets of the game you had multiple people tweeting at us about how they were so tired of losing and dagnall should be fired and on the hot seat and all this kind of stuff and then they come out and do something like this and it's just one game but it just goes to show how quickly things can change in the NBA and how quickly your your outlook on a team can change. And tonight, like tonight goes a long way, not just for us as fans, but probably in the locker room too. Amidst those frustrating losses, you get to see a game like t- tonight where they had the game in hand. It got a little dicey at the end, but they were able to put it away, which has not always been the case. Like the other night uh, where they let it slip away. This is a good counterbalance to that, where this team is showcasing some of the things they learn from those tough losses and put it into practice in a game against one of the best teams in the NBA to be able to come out with a win. Player of the game tonight, no surprise. Isaiah Joe, super excited for this kid. Uh, His scoring ability, his confidence seems like it's soaring in his first start tonight. He sets a career high. You love to see it. I hope it continues. I'm excited to continue to watch Isaiah Joe develop. We'll get to watch him develop uh, as the Thunder have a full slate of games coming up up next. They play the Portland trailblazers on Monday night at the PACOM center before turning around and playing the Portland trailblazers again on Wednesday in one of those new weird baseball style series. The NBA is doing before Friday, they play the New Orleans Pelicans heading into Christmas on Sunday. Some solid games coming up for Oklahoma City. Portland is a solid opponent. New Orleans has been playing really well. Um, they're going to get a chance to kind of finish out this home streak or home stand strong, uh, potentially starting a new streak after tonight's game against Memphis, but they're going to have to do it against some more solid opponents. Hopefully those games will include Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Josh Giddy. And more, and we'll get to see these teams battle at full strength, and continue to see how this team develops and how they progress throughout the season. Oklahoma City right now sitting at twelve and eighteen on the season. Um, depending on how you feel about that, maybe that's good. They're pushing for for the the playoffs. Maybe that's bad. Maybe they're improving their draft standings. You can kind of read the tea leaves however you want at this point, but the reality is they are both two and a half games up on the worst record in the East and two and a half back from the play-in. So they're in an interesting spot right now. I think at this point in the season, obviously there's a lot of up and down movement that can happen, um, but they're right there behind teams like the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers um, teams that Brian Winhorse you know, would not talk about the same way he talks about the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I think it's very interesting to look at at things like NBA standings at this point in the season and just the reputation that different teams have. There's a lot of season left. There's a lot of season left and only two and a half games separating kind of the worst of the worst from from somebody that, you know, would be crowned a, a successful season in the eyes of the, the majority of the league for the Thunder if they, you know, made the play-in or something like that. But the point being... Neither of those things may be representative of who the Thunder are or who they're trying to be or what their goals are for the season. I think the progress is more important than the standings. And I think that as fans, through the ups and downs, it's important to kind of keep that larger perspective on things. Watching nights like tonight from Isaiah Joe, watching nights like tonight from Lou Dort, seeing these guys develop and progress despite the wins and losses. That's kind of the most important thing for this team right now. Because, by the way, you've got a guy named Chet Holmgren hanging out uh, ready to go next season. In addition to wherever the Thunder end up in the draft next season, there's a lot to be optimistic about. And especially on a night like tonight where you take it to the number one team in the West, it feels good and gives you a lot to look forward to. That'll do it for me tonight. Thanks so much for hanging out. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to this wherever you get your podcast, Make sure you come back tomorrow night, Sunday night our last group show before christmas we're going to get the whole gang together and talk the week at large and the upcoming schedule we're gonna have a lot of fun maybe some christmas themed content so be sure to check that out be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts subscribe on youtube come hang out in the live streams and until next time and as always